I just wanna be Welcome to the Push Power to Power Show Presented by Uraldi Media A show where we interview entrepreneurs, business owners, startups All the way to CEOs on their journey to success And what they learned along the way The show is so informative, I just love it Listen, my whole family loves it, man Our goal is to power you up to the next level Are you ready? I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready The show starts with Jesus Ortiz Right now Let me go ahead and break it down Below at the bottom, I thought I drowned Surrounded by smiles, I had a Welcome. Welcome. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Push Powder Power Show, man. And good morning again to everybody, man. I'm just happy and amazed to be here. It's another day, a blessed day to be alive, to breathe in, breathe out. And, and we're still seeing and we're still awake and we're still here on this earth. So I'm proud to be here. And everybody that is awake right now and is about to watch this show right now is just going to be amazing. I'm telling you, I'm having a, an amazing podcaster. So we're going to learn more about podcasting, more about what he does. Uh, and I'm just so excited today. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, because yesterday I, I had one of those days that you didn't want to do. Any, I didn't even open. I was just telling him a while ago. I didn't even open my computer at all yesterday. I didn't, you know, do anything. I was just one of those days that I just had to concentrate and uh, realize some of the projects that are coming in. And I was like, how am I going to accomplish them? How are we going to get to how? Just I made a few calls and that's it. It made, made my day good, but everything is going good. And uh, my app is going good too. I'm trying to get that finished by next week. And uh, like they said, if you build it, no one is going to come. That's why I'm building everything right now and learning about it for myself. So learning uh, so I can let you know how the app is going to work. And then from there, I, I already know what the, the business and everything that the app is going to work to help small business entrepreneurs out there. And uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy about that because to this point, I still still telling myself, damn, I'm going to have my own app, mobile app. You know, it, you can download it every time. I was like, whoo, that's just a blessing. But hey, I'm thankful here that I'm being here. And don't forget to um, like and subscribe, guys. Uh, you're at Lee Media and your council media group. Don't forget all the notifications and the Tinkerville. That's what I call it, the Tinkerville here in YouTube. And uh, so you don't miss any of the content, any of the any interviews that I'm bringing in, any, every guest that I'm bringing in, bringing you all that push power to power uh, with serving others. We give you tips here and there. So be ready, grab your pen, have your phone ready and anything that you see that grabs your attention, ask questions, the comments, I can watch everybody's comments right here, put them right here and we can answer those questions live. Are we going live and hashtag live, hashtag sure, hashtag replay and uh, um, anything, just ask us and we're, we're ready to hear. But I, we're here to learn from each other and we're here to push out a lot of value out there for you guys. If you take it or not, if it was good for you, that's fine. But we're here to make an amazing show today. So I'm bringing Mr. Pablo Gonzalez. I'm ready. And uh, thank you guys. And enjoy this interview, man. Enjoy this episode. Thank you. I'm getting ready to get him in here. Bam. What's, What's up? up? What's up, man? How are you, man? It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. Time flew. I know we set up the date and I was like, man, I guess the six is August the six, right? I got the calendar right here. August the something, bro. I don't know. August Blur's the, day over here. Whatever it is. It could be December. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, man. I was so excited. I was like, I can't wait to have him here. Uh, serve others and give others, you know, knowing your story, knowing where you're going through, where you got yourself, where you came from, just like myself. And that's what that's why I see in this show going. Every guest that I'm bringing in here, we're giving you all this value. Either you take it or not, you're ready to write it down. It's up to you. Everybody makes their own choice. Everybody makes their own decisions. And uh, that's up to you. That's what I always say when I pray. I'm like, yes, we pray for, you know, a lot of things. But it's your choice to make that happen. Yes, the prayer can go to God, the universe, whatever it is. But if you don't put your foot down and you don't work on it, nothing is going to happen. That prayer is never going to come back true. I agree, man. I agree. I also believe that the universe conspires in favor of those following their dreams, right? So you gotta, mm -hmm. you want to pray out there. You got to take that action step, man. And uh, and 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 the universe favors those taking the action step, right? So whatever whatever you're seeking, to me the the key is to to get out there and test it and iterate 
and 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 go for it, right? Because that's the only way it's going to come to you, right? Oh yeah. Good morning, Christina. Thank you for being here. I know you're, you're up, ready. <laughs> I know you're ready. I know we're ready. And Sarah, yeah. So, man, I'm gonna leave the mic to you right now, Mr. Pablo. Um, tell a little bit about yourself. You know where you came from. From whatever you want to tell. I know that our story is so huge, but just for the audience to know who you are right now and what you're doing. Then from there, man, we're going to spread it out with a lot of questions. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Uh, listen, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible just so we can get into, into the value thing, right? First of all, Jesus, awesome to be here, man. I really appreciate, like I am somebody that profoundly appreciates a stage, anybody offering me their stage. It's an honor. I'm here to add value to what you're doing, to whatever you're, you know, to what Christina and Sarah and and whomever else is going to join us. Um, hopefully, I, I, I'm able to to add a little bit of insight into something that they're trying to achieve. So I would love to hear from Christina or Sarah or anybody or Martin or anybody that's 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 tuning in. Like, what are you tuning in for? What are you looking for out of this? I would love to. I would love to get into value. My expertise is very much in human connection, networking content, how to use content to grow your business and or your own personal brand. Uh, but a little bit about me, Jesus. I'm the I'm the most American person in my family, right? So I uh, I was born in Venezuela. Um, I'm the youngest in my nuclear family. I grew up in, in Miami. And my, my first formative memory is walking into my preschool class and knowing that I am the only kid in there that doesn't speak English. And that kind of marked me forever, right? Like I like that that feeling is still with me of being an outsider, not knowing how I'm going to connect. And luckily, I you know that first five minutes introduced me to the one kid that spoke Spanish, Jose Garrido, <laughs> who I'm still really great friends with to this day. He was like my brother growing up, and I learned English quickly. But a year later, we moved to Spain, and I enrolled in a British academy where I thought that I would know the language. But I, at that point, I thought I spoke English and I spoke Spanish. But when I get there, I realize I don't understand the Spanish dialect. I don't understand the English dialect from Spain and from England. And again, I have that same moment where I'm just like a total outsider trying to fit in and trying to trying, trying to connect. And that's shaped me forever as somebody that's always seeking to connect and have a feeling of community around me and connect people to others. And as my life has evolved, you know, that that initially was me being this gregarious, funny little kid that spoke with adults and made friends with everybody. And the older I got, the more I realized that being the funniest guy, being the coolest guy in the room is only going to take me so far at some point. What really will help me connect to the most people is being the most valuable person in the room, right? Like being the person that cares the most about what the other person that I am speaking to is feeling in that moment is, is, is in fear of in that moment is hoping for in that moment, what their priorities are, how I can help them get there. And, and that, that realization, which really didn't hit me till like my early thirties has profoundly changed my life. And I got to that point because I started in this career in construction. I was the, you know, at 24 years old, I was managing the operations of a fortune 500 company in orange County, California. Out there, I became uh, a green building expert, moved back to Miami, started my first business, which is a green building consulting company. And uh, when I moved back to Miami, I got really involved in the community, right? Like I, I raised my hand when uh, my best friend sent me an email saying that Habitat for Humanity wanted to start a young professionals group. And that set me on this whole parallel track of starting young professional groups for charities. A year later, I was on the board of Habitat. A year after that, I was in this like leadership program. A year after that, I was on multiple boards. I, I got named to like a top 20 under 40 magazine thing at a certain moment. And all that time that while that was happening in my career, I two years into, into my company, I got acquired by my biggest client, which is a hospital builder and a university builder. And I went in-house as director of sustainability for them. And that, you know, I felt like I arrived, but very quickly, about a year and a half later, I realized that I was already back on cruise control in corporate America. And I, and I kept trying to figure out how I can be more valuable. So as all this stuff was happening, I continued, you know, starting these young professional groups for, for different charities. And at one point I realized that because of this whole charity scene that I had been in, by the time I got named to the top 20 under 40 young professionals in Miami, I, I realized that I had developed this really powerful network and I, and I developed, you know, an, 
audiences, I think is the best way to put it. And because I was in this world, I had become a good public speaker and a really good relationship builder and introducer. And I knew somebody in every room in Miami. And at a certain moment, my CEO was supposed to speak on a panel about smart cities in front of the Economic Development Agency of Miami. And last minute, he decides he doesn't want to go. So they send me instead. And I get there and I share the stage with two people I probably shouldn't have been on stage with, right? Uh, one was like the head of Latin America for Cisco Systems. The other is the head of the Smart Cities Initiative for like the World Bank or the Economic Development Fund or something that was more important than who I am. And when I came off the stage, there was six people in a line waiting to talk to me, right? And at that moment, it dawned on me that being on stage is super, super valuable, valuable for validation. And anybody that sees you on stage for the first time when they're in the audience assumes that you're an expert in something, you have some value to give. And that is a really, really powerful thing to offer someone. So the first thing I thought was, okay, I'm trying to become more, more influential in my company. How can I offer this stage to other people to advance you know, my career, what I'm doing by highlighting others, putting them on stage. And my initial reaction was, I have this group of young professionals. I can reach out to developers that I care about the project that they're doing, put them on stage with a politician on the board of one of my charities or a land use attorney that cares about what they're doing and have these like events. And as soon as I started doing that, I completely changed my paradigm within my company because you'd bring a developer on, highlight their project, talk about the importance of Miami and in, in, in relation to other people. And then the next week they'd be in the office saying, Hey man, are you guys interested in this $60 million contract or what? Right? So that made me a business developer. And soon thereafter, I had this idea of, okay, stages, man, how can I provide more stages for people? And how can I continue to do this? I got the opportunity to go be VP of business development for a startup software company for Amazon sellers. I quit my construction career moved to Jacksonville after I had established this um, really powerful network in Miami. And I started with this software company that made me be really much more uh, resourceful, right? So I couldn't have these events. I wanted to have these like worldwide events to kind of do the same thing. But instead, what we started doing was these like Zoom calls where we brought in our 12 best clients that were our highest level customers. And we just provided this like support group of showing up and adding value and then letting people interact with each other and share value with each other. And then taking that recorded content and sharing it inside of a Facebook group. And, 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 and then later on we developed an event around these people. And after a year of being in this company, um, you know, we hit a couple of home runs with 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 that strategy, right? We created like two hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue by creating this little community at the top of our customer ecosystem, providing them a bunch of value, having these weekly calls, and repurposing content. And at the end of the year, I thought, okay, I've learned what I need to learn here, and I decided to go off on my own. And that was the end of twenty eighteen. So beginning of twenty nineteen, I just hit a complete reset button, right? I took a ninety day purposeful pause to figure out where I want to be in 10 years and then reverse engineer. And during that, that was my wife's idea, which was the best, the best advice I've gotten in the last 10 years, right? Because what it allowed me to do was to, you know, gain this like perspective, right? So while I spent 90 days figuring out what my next move was going to be, I booked four conferences and I just went conference to conference to conference, just talking to people and being like, this is what I'm thinking. And what do you think of that? And then taking that and, and then reiterating and, at first, what I was thinking was that I wanted to become this like speaker about networking and 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 this like strategy of adding value to people because I love to speak and you know I'm a professional speaker and whatever. Um, what ended up what ended up coming out on the other side of it was this language, right? This mission that I want to prove to the world that community creation is the future of business development and this methodology for creating community around your customer base that relies on the ability to have a regular event with people that you're trying to build a better relationship with, put them on your stage, right? Broadcast that to your clientele and then take and then create interactions between them where the clientele can either, you know, it, it's the CEO of the company or it is some thought leader in the industry or it's somebody else that has, you know, achieved what your clientele is trying to do and have those interactions and then repurpose all that content 
in a way that shows the customer, shows the people that you have on your stage, shows the people that work for your company adding value nonstop on the internet. And that's become this product that at the end of the day creates this community, but it's sold as content marketing, right? Like it's sold as frictionless sales and frictionless nurture systems so that anytime anybody gets interested in your company, now all of a sudden they're like part of this ecosystem where they get to see you adding value nonstop. They get access to other people, these relationship building strategies. And the whole time you're just building a relationship with them and learning how to better serve them and highlighting their value to everybody else. And it's just becomes this like self-feeding ball of value. And that's where I am, man. That's the quickest I've ever said it. <laughs> oh, man. No, and you give a lot of a, a lot of yourself, a lot of what you did, you know, coming from Venezuela, doing this, realizing that that wasn't for you. I mean, but like we're here telling the audience, you know, it, that's how it happens. Sometimes you might think that what that path you're going, it's the right path for you. But maybe it's not. Maybe you, you, everybody has to make a bigger difference, but it takes us, you know, that time, that, that mindset, you know, and for us to go boom that oh man this is where i need to go and even though you go to that route things are gonna happen you're gonna fail uh, somebody's gonna stab you on your back or you're gonna lose a lot of money but still you're on that right path because you have to feel that pain you have to feel all that to be realizing that that's your love that's your passion but it's not always gonna be you know everything good and happy and and you know happy like a movie a happy ending no man it, it's business at all aspects of life it's tough it's hard but you have to get back up you have to get back up and run and you have to like you say connect and, and that's what i love about you 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 found out that way of you connecting and connecting others and bringing others to the table and giving them a platform like that right there um giving them a platform for speaking something that i wanted to ask that first time when you went out there to speak uh i know everybody i i done it you know i was nervous were you that nervous, like, to talk to all those people that you were talking to that first time? Like, damn, what am I, what am I gonna say, or, or if I go blank? <laughs> you know, man, Jesus. A couple of things happened. First of all, I want to say hi to Marilyn, Marilyn Cotterman, who's saying hi in the comments here. Hey, Marilyn, good to see you. She is a, she is a client of my biggest client, which is who I've proved this whole like community creation content strategy with. So it's super awesome to see her on here. It's like a, you know, like multiple connections of people that I get to meet because of the work that I'm doing and I love it. Um, so anyways, to answer your question, Jesus, two things. Number one, I grew up as a kid. I loved, I loved attention, right? So, so I am, I, I, I can't answer it from an introvert's standpoint, right? Like I've always liked attention. I always like, had this propensity for drama and whatever, like in sixth grade, I played the scarecrow and the wizard of Oz. And then in high school, I was like Leroy and fame and, you know, all these different things. But as far as public speaking goes, I know that it's one of people's biggest fears. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for getting involved in nonprofits because my, my path to becoming a really good public speaker was very just like incremental and low pressure, right? Because once you, once you, if you take over a committee for a nonprofit, what ends up happening is, you know, first of all, you got to be in a bunch of these rooms networking with people, right? Then at a certain point, when you're like the head of the committee and you're having an event, you just kind of get up in front of the crowd and say, "Hey, welcome everybody! Thank you for you know coming to the Miami Lighthouse for the blind event. I want to you know whatever low pressure public speaking." And then at a certain point, you start like being on panels and actually giving keynotes and 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 stuff like that because people see you as a member of the community. And for me personally, the first like actual you know big keynote that I ended up developing was. I guess it was the second, right? The first one was when I was going to form this partnership with a startup, he was having an event and I was like, dude, I love events. Let me come and see it. And I'm going to give a, I'm going to give an opening keynote for it. And that was awesome. But then before I left Miami, I wanted to give back to my community, right? Like, first of all, I was, I was leaving a bunch of great friends and a bunch of people that had done a lot for me. And I was leaving these organizations that I was on the board for. And I thought what better way to backfill my board seats and let's be honest, throw myself a little goodbye party to make me feel good about it than to get up on, you know, invite everybody, get up on stage, let my organizations talk about the stuff that we're doing and, 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 and offer, you know, these, these, these ways to get involved. And then I got up and I gave my first like Ted talk about the value of networking, the things that I've learned, but from networking and, and, and the things that, you know, like 
the advice that I would give to someone that is trying to make a name for themselves and whatever through networking, right? So that speech, bro, was the most nerve wracking thing ever. Cause the first time ever, you know, it was the first time that I'm just like, man, I'm really just putting it out there. Right. Like I was, I was a mess for the 36 hours before the speech. Cause I had never just created this like 20 minute thought leadership thing. And on top of that, it was going to be the people in the room were people that I've been networking with that I really admire, that I really look up to, that I really care for, right? Like it's easier to talk to a whole group of strangers than it is to talk to all your best friends about like, hey, this is why I should be in stage, you know, like in front of you kind of thing. So um, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but like yes. I, I, I got the confidence to be a public speaker through being part of nonprofits. And then the moment that I had to turn it on for real, that I was walking into a group of a bunch of faces that I would recognize that I know I would see the next day. Yeah, man, that was, dude, I, I've never <laughs> spoken about it before, but I was a mess that day. It is funny that you were saying that because I'm the opposite, man. Like I remember when I was in high school, cause I went to Arkansas for four years to a private uh, boarding school and I had to take public, they had like a public speaking class to take. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh no, my, my mind, I was like, somehow, some way I'm going to get out of this class. I don't know how to be standing up in front of talking to, to people. And I couldn't, I had to take, like, that was required to take. And like, we had to do a lot of projects and be in front of, and the podium in front of the, the whole students, you know? And now I realized that my back there, I was just thinking about what are they, they going to think about me? Why are they going to laugh at me? Why, if I said something wrong and they're going to say, ah, I told you, you that's, that stuff wasn't going to work. So, I mean, I, you were afraid. We I mean, we were back there. Back then, I wasn't that a guy that used to talk. I was most of the time I was shy. So I, I didn't want to talk about it. But now when I did that, I think I was, the first speaking was at a church. Uh, man, I went out there and I don't call it nervousness anymore. It's just. I guess those butterflies that you have is just like, oh man, it feels good that I'm standing out there and I'm going to talk about something right, something that's going to help a value that I'm going to help somebody out there, even if they take it or not. And that felt so great. And now when I talked to 600 students, I talked to 600 sixth graders. Now that was powerful, man. I went in there and I was just the energy flowing in me. I was like, when I was done, I'm like, how did I get that? And I, I was like, Oh man, this is great that you know you get opportunities that they were put for me. Somebody helped me, you know, a, a platform there, and I said I gotta take it. That's a school that I went when I was a sixth grade. So why not the better thing to talk about when I was there as a sixth grade to the sixth graders? So I will never forget that. That was an amazing, yeah. amazing impact <laughs> for sure, man. And and listen, you bring up a really good point of. You might go in there, you know, whatever preconceived notions you have of public speaking, the most important thing is just when you get an opportunity to take it, right? Because it is, I think it's Warren Buffett that's that's been quoted that the most valuable skill set that you can add that would add millions of dollars to your personal wealth or whatever is public speaking, right? The, the ability to, to communicate one to many is throughout history, the most valuable thing that you can have. And you're not going to get good at anything without practice, right? So you just, you need those reps, right? Like, just like I, I say it with networking too, right? Like the, the, when you first walk into a room, not knowing anybody inside a room, that's like, you're like, Ugh. but as soon as you get into one conversation, you're like, okay, I feel a little bit better than the next conversation. You feel a little bit better, right? It's all just reps at anything that we try to do. And I think our brain is hardwired to just if you've never done something before you're starting like you, you you expect to be good at something immediately and that's just not the truth right like if you haven't done a lot of it you got to be kind to yourself give yourself the opportunity to to you know fail not fail whatever you know like you you are a work in progress so whatever you're whatever you're approaching right whether it is speaking on a stage or being on podcasts or walking into a room and introducing yourself to people, it's really just repetition and it's really just practice or, you know, building a business is the same exact way. And you got to be kind to yourself with it and just enjoy the process. Yep. That's a big powerful right there, guys. Enjoy the process. That's what sometimes we don't understand. Like we get into a lot of things, but we're not enjoying that process. We're trying to move quick and fast and somehow get that, that bag of money that, that that's what you're thinking. You know, I got to move this. I got to connect this. 
but in the process you gotta enjoy it you gotta enjoy like man how did i get here wow this is amazing somebody connected to me thank you for whoever connected me there uh the first two steps like a baby you know oh this is amazing man i'm burning you know we're gonna build my website oh somebody's gonna help me you know you enjoying it and and having those moments even if they fail or they don't work that's fine but you know yourself you got into something and you enjoying it then just going in and just thinking about oh i gotta get that i gotta i have to connect with that big person because i know i'm gonna get that money now it doesn't work that way you can meet I can have here um, Les Brown, and just because I had him, that doesn't gonna be me become have more stages or talk or connect more. Yes, I'm, you're gonna have a connection, but that connection leads you to other when you're enjoying that process, not thinking about oh, I have to have the best person here so I can jump uh, the fence of all of the middle things. Not, it doesn't work that way, man. That's how I thought about it a long time ago. I want to skip everything and jump and make it happen. But no, man, you got to go through all the, that, that whole middle thing. And at sometimes it's going to be rough and stuff. And, and But that's the best thing is enjoying it. Agreed. Agreed. And listen, I think human beings are happiest when they're in service, right? So if you're going to enjoy something, I think the best thing to do is to make it about the other person. Right. Like, I, I, I think if you if you're if you're approaching something you're terrified about and you approach it with like a Spartan mentality, right? Like Spartans famously would go into battle and they'd say, come back with your shield or on it, right? Like don't come back a loser, just go out there and leave it all on the battlefield, right? And if and if whatever you're going into with fear, you know, cause it's in service of Sparta and it's in the glory of Sparta. So they got nothing to lose, right? If they come back a winner, great. If they come back dead, it's man, they they gave it all for, for, for Sparta, right? So if you approach it from a service mentality and this is how I approach relationships. This is how I approach speaking. This is how I approach the business I'm building content, any content that I put out there. You know, if, if you think of it of just like, man, I am here to serve. I am here to provide as much value to the other person as I can. Then if it fails spectacularly, guess what, man, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to just be like, well, I was trying to do it for them. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to get famous and look like a chump. I was just trying to help somebody and it didn't land right. Right. Like, I, you know, there's really nothing to regret there. As long as you're, as long as you approach it from that standpoint, I think it allows you to to try new things, right? Like if, you, if you're not making it about yourself, you're making it about others. And I just think that right. that's a, a fundamentally important mindset shift to to find the joy in enjoying the process. That's very true. So let's get in into the podcast. Um, let's. That's how I met you. Look, this yeah. is so funny, you know. I was strolling to my Facebook and boom, a little cartoon story popped out. And I was like, I want that. I want to have something similar to do with my podcast. So I saw that I shared it and then I connected and I sent you a message. And through there, look where we at right now. But that was amazing because that's what I tell people. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to meet people. Either it's something that captures you. Is it a message? Is it something like we're talking here and you're like, man, I really want to connect to that person. And I always tell people, don't be afraid. There's no stupid questions. Send me a message, inbox me. I'm going to answer back. If I don't answer back at that minute, it's because I'm busy or having a meeting, but I'm going to go back and answer you and make sure that we connect. So that's how we connected. And I was like, I wanted to see... Because yours amazing how the people that you're bringing in, the guests, the value, that's just something amazing. How, what was that part of you that said, man, I have to create this chief executive connector podcast? Man, as I, my obsession with, at, at my core, really my base motivator is to make as many friends as possible, right? Like I, I really just, because of the way I grew up or whatever, all I care about is how many great relationships can I have around me and how, how can I bring people around me and whatever. And even, you know, into this day, my sister, it's funny, man. My older sister has always complained about the fact that she's just like, man, I don't know why everybody likes Pablo so much. He's, he's like a good dude. He's fine. But like, he gets way too much credit for stuff. Right. So, so I, I've just always thought like that, right? Like I've always thought, how can I get the most out of whatever interaction I got? Right. And, um, as I went through these iterations of, of being a networker and, and trying to bring people and realizing that the, the, the key to the door is value and being valuable to other people, I just came to the obvious conclusion that creating content is networking on steroids, right? Like everything that I can do 
to build a rapport, build a relationship, add value to someone's life, if I am capturing it via video or audio or, or any other way, I can then post that somewhere and it becomes a seed that will infinitely be able to be watered wherever it is, right? And and the story that you're saying right now is a perfect example of that, right? So I, I really started the podcast because you know, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to be able to put this like relationship building stuff onto a living document that can be, you know, somebody like Jesus Ortiz can stumble upon a micro piece of it at some point that will then reach out to me and boom, I got a friend in Houston that's working on amazing things. Jesus, like, I love what you're working on, man. Like, I love the idea of, you know, teaching the next generation how to communicate via content and teaching businesses that they need to be doing this, right? Like this is, if you're not doing this, you're, you know, you're just missing out. And at some point you're going to die from it, right? Like, so, so, you know, I, th the podcast to me is, is a living document of, of the relationships that I'm able to build and the different ways that I bring them to people. But the really, and, I, and I've been wanting to do it for like three years, ever since I had this realization. But the reason I started that actually, you know, put me into action that to, to start the podcast was that I was, so I'm a big hip hop fan, right? Um, one of the, uh, and, and in 2019, as I was going through like all these different iterations, I'm like, I, I, I kind of had this like re-falling in love with hip hop, right? Because hip hop is very like, edgy and entrepreneurial and whatever, and the hustler mentality and this and that. And, and Gary V, you know, Gary V is obviously like, if, if you listen to me, it's obvious that I like buy all in on Gary V stuff, right? Like Gary V is to me is my sensei. And uh, he was talking about this guy logic that he really likes. So I got into this guy logic on the way down to his conference, which is the first conference I went to in 2019. And on logic's album that he came out with in 2019 called young Sinatra four, the last track on the album is called last call. And as soon as it starts, it's this like cool jazzy hip hop beat. And he's immediately just like, oh man, as soon as I heard this beat, I knew it was some last call stuff. And ever since I heard Kanye do it, and then I heard J. Cole do it, I was like, I want to do it. So I'm doing it. And he goes <laughs> into this like long, like rap motivational speech, um, like storytell rap, blah, 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 uh, talking about him getting his first record deal. And that Kanye song that he's talking about is... Kanye's first album, the last song is called Last Call. And it's just like cool, jazzy hip hop beat where, you know, he he raps for like four minutes and then tells the story of his first record record deal. Right. And that Kanye's first album is one of my favorite albums of all oh, time. Yeah. That last song, Last Call, I listened to a thousand times. So as soon as Logic put it out, I listened to it a thousand times. And it was probably about like the 10th time I was listening to it when he was just talking about like, man, be you, you know, like if, if, when the airplane's going down, you got to put your mask on first. You got to make yourself happy so you can make people happy around you. And I look around and I got all these people around me and I'm the happiest I've ever been. How, how could I even get here? And I'm like, dude, I love this. I love this. I love this. I need to do something like this. Right. So I'm like, there's no reason I can't do a last call. Right. So I have this idea for having this like storytelling rap, uh, motivational speech kind of like origin story around what I'm going through. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm going to make this, I, you know, in my head, I'm just like, it's going to go viral. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, and, and I think to myself, this needs to, this needs to come in some kind of container, right? Like I can't just put like one YouTube video out there of this thing. So I'm like, all right, it's time to start my podcast. So in my head, I was like, if I, this is like early October. And I'm like, if I can just release like six episodes of a podcast and then December 31st, release my last call thing. That's the move. Right. So, so I did it. Right. So I just, that's, that's kind of how I started it. And, um, and then I took a little bit of time off and now I'm just like back all in on, I have like 14 episodes in the hopper. I'm making all the micro content. I'm cross promoting it. But that animation came also as a, as just a, like an amazing moment of like this awesome guy called John Briggs oh, that has this, this animation studio called food fight studios that I became friends with at my first podcasting conference. And he's done all these things for, for, uh, Gary V and I referred him a client at one point point. I became really good friends with him. And he was just like, man, I want to do something for you. So I was like, bro, if you could do something for me, like if you could like animate the rap section of this thing, I think it'd be really cool. So he did it for me. And then when I put it out, man, it got, it got like, it got more than a thousand views. It's gotten really great reception. And it's, I was just talking to John about it. Right. But, in, in a world where 
I know this isn't true for everybody, right? But when you're in this like content production, public speaker, um, marketing space, it feels like everybody has a book. It feels like everybody has a podcast and, and to, and to differentiate yourself, it feels like everybody has a speaker reel. You know, I, I really do similar to what my sister claims about me. I do look for those ways to differentiate myself, right? Like I do look for those ways to stand out in a crowd full of people going this way. I look for a way to, you know, like go this way so that, so that people can, you know, like I, I just strongly believe that different stands out more than better, no matter how hard, no matter how much better you are, you got to be able to have a unique way of, of coming across. And to me, this like animation piece is one of those things that is a total pattern interrupt. The only people doing it are like Jesse Itzler and Gary Vee and like Theo Vaughn and all these like, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, I forget. The, the the biggest podcast in the world, Joe Rogan. You know, yeah, like, like the Rogan. only guys that are doing that are that, right? So so I think as soon as I put it out, it really just opened people's eyes to just like, oh my God, what's Pablo up to right now? And it's And it's been huge for me, so... And it's led to amazing relationships like ours right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 like we were saying, you were talking about John Briggs. He's amazing. I had a meeting with him soon. And yeah. we talked about a lot of things. And he's just an, him and his team, what he's doing. And Dude, he he's saw brilliant. The, yeah, man. He saw he saw everything that I was doing. He's like, man, I know what your mission. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. He's like, I, I kind of know what, what you're going through, what you want. So um, we're on the works on that, trying to get on that trying to see what I really want to it for the beginning but I like it saw that and I was like he thought and we're talking about Gary V too because I tell him man I follow him so Dude, much Br Briggs has the most ridiculous network right like he's a he's a very understated guy but he is he's he's also got that gift of just like getting in right like he is he's got an amazing amazing network man and I really respect him for it it's incredible oh yeah I wish I would I would have got that your video, that little part, and we would have paused right now and play for the people to see it. But I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that on my next episode. On my next uh, episode, I'm gonna have a uh, uh, next week. It's gonna be yeah. cool. I cannot miss this. Is his name? It's a doctor, but he he was the one. His name is Steve Steve Taufman. I don't know mm -hmm. if a lot of people know him. I didn't know him until I met him in real life. He was the guy that uh, remember MTV show. Uh, when MTV back in the day, he was the guy that was with those college students and they did like uh, the hypnotism and all that. He was in the MTV. <laughs> that's cool. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So days cool. of MTV, man. Yeah. So I was like, this is awesome that I met him at a, at a, at a, at a conference and uh, we talked yesterday. We had a meeting on the phone and it's like, hey, man, I really want to have you here. It'd be something amazing. Tell your story that I didn't know that you were that guy. I used college time. I was like MTV. And I was like, there's no like no MTV anymore, but it would be something to bring back out. <laughs> that's good. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Dude, my so so speaking of my sister, my sister's roommate in college was the the lady on Real World Seattle that got kicked out of the house and they painted her as crazy. Like, like she got like kicked out for whatever reason. I think her name was Irene. Um, and I remember it was this like watershed moment on MTV real world and, and this and that. And then I meet her and she's like, yeah, no, it was just kind of painted that way because I thought it was crap. Like all this stuff is fake. And that was like right at my like rebellious kind of punk Rocky stage. So from then on, I was like, oh, MTV's the devil. <laughs> but that was my first look behind the, behind the curtain of just like, yeah, man, everybody's a sellout. Like MTV sucks, you know? <laughs> It's funny though that we're talking about MTV. You know how how we are connected to the things that we see now that we think they're gonna be there for a long time. That there's mm -hmm. not gonna be a change. That there's never gonna happen something like right now, like COVID, that yeah. is shaking the earth, and that we we didn't expect this. Like you were talking, it's the black swan. It's uh, yeah. it's something that everybody's like, damn. I mean, we don't have no vaccine. I mean, things are getting worse right now. It's climbing up. But this is not the time for you to start giving up and start, you know, thinking about depression and kill yourself because there's a lot of things going on right now. And, and a lot of people are dying out of that. Yeah. So it's like, as we podcasters and when the show and audio and all of that, this is the moment where this is, is picking up. This is the peak of the podcast or the video. Like it's like 87% or something or 90 of video and then audio and, um, you have to adapt to it, especially yeah. now in these times. 
because we're not going back. Everybody, uh, some of everybody else, not a, not everybody, but like, oh, we're going back to normal. There's no, no, there's no going back to normal. There's not, there's not a new normal. It's a new normal now, yeah, but we're not going normal. back. We're Different. not going back, back to the things that we used to do. You see it, a lot of restaurants shutting down, a lot of restaurants, like how are we going to do it? How, and, yeah. and in Houston, there's one rest, one bar that stepped up and they're moving up to technology. They're they're having their own podcast. They're rebranding the same name and everything, but they're rebranding themselves of what's happening right now. Awesome, a podcast. And I was like, I hope that other businesses see that, yeah, and they take a jump and be like, I have to do something because if I don't, we gonna die. This is this is it. Yeah, and it's and it's great that you bring up the MTV example through this, right? Because I think it, it it relates to a couple of things. Number one, you are 100 correct, right? Like if you look at if you look up the 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 Na, not the Nasdaq, right? Like but the S and P 500, the companies that were there 20 years ago, like half of them are no longer there anymore, right? So though there's always iterative change, and I think that the things we're seeing from coronavirus. I don't know if I, I don't really believe this about the hospitality industry. I think the hospitality industry comes back, you know, full force once things are back because people need to people need to come together. But in general, the business trends that we're seeing and the things that we're seeing coming are just rapidly accelerating trends that were coming anyways, right? Like what you what you're speaking to of pivoting towards being able to go more digital, right? Like I, I recently this morning I saw a meme that was like, "Who's leading your digital transformation?" A, your CEO, B, your CTO, C, coronavirus, right? Like, like people are just like, oh, oh, wow. You know, I can't, I can't just rely on everything that I've ever thought before. And I, and I can't just discard social media as this like place where my daughter hangs out because at the end of the day, we're experiencing this massive shift in communication patterns. And now that the cat is out of the box, right? Like now that people are realizing that you can build rapport online via videos and Zoom calls and whatever, maybe not 100% of what you can do sitting in front of somebody, but maybe 80%, maybe 75%, and it's 20% the cost and 10% the time commitment of like traveling and, and the things that you lose, you need to start adding that to your repertoire, right? And then on top of that, layer in the fact that we talk about MTV. We talked about stages before, right? Like the human brain rationalizes what it sees, not the other way around, right? So like this stage effect of like walking in and seeing somebody on a stage and being like, oh, they must be an expert. So they must be important. So therefore I should go get in a line to shake their hand. That that effect is the same effect that we talk about when we say, don't believe everything you see on TV. And that's evolved to don't believe everything you get in an email or in a forward, right? Like, so Basically, what's happening is that these screens, right? Like somebody watching me right now for the first time, uh, that 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 is seeing me on your show, they're having that same effect of like, oh, it's a stage. Pablo's on a stage, and therefore he must be an expert. Jesus wouldn't bring somebody on that isn't already qualified that I shouldn't listen to. So I'm already gonna buy into what I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a shot to buy into whatever he's saying, and then the rest is on me to say something intelligent, right? But like these stages are now everywhere, right? Like the that same effect that I experienced by being on a panel in front of a room in front of the Economic Development Agency of Miami is the same effect that's happening for people that are watching this show right now, right? So like whether it's a Facebook Live, whether it's a video on Instagram, whether it is somebody writing about you in a blog or in an email, right? Like, I, 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 you know, nowadays when we're getting into election season, we're getting all these, we're getting all these like articles forwarded to us from wherever, right? But like, just because it's in print and because it's in an article, the headline could say www.nationalenquirer.com. And people are still like, see, I told you that aliens are influencing Donald Trump's campaign, you know, but, but like, and whereas before we were like conditioned to be like, okay, no, no, that's a national Enquirer. It's in this part of, it's in this part of the, it's in this part of the grocery aisle. So I know that I can discard that. Right. But like, the, the, what I'm trying to say is that if you look at everything as as a stage and how you can and how you can use it, whether you're a business and you're trying to like serve people and, and like gain credibility or you're a person that's trying to up your brand, just being on a video somewhere that someone sees or in a podcast or you're in someone's ear or in a blog post or whatever is now almost equivalent in our heads to being in a New York Times article, which is insane, but it's true. 
So if you have something of value to offer, you need to be getting on these stages because you need to be putting out your value to the world in order to make it a better place and not let all the other shysters that are out there trying to promote whatever misinformation's out there, like you were competing against them, right? Like, like you are, it's just one-to-one, -one whether, whether you are out there trying to make the world better or somebody else is out there trying to make the world worse. So I, I think that businesses see this stuff and now it's like Instagram is the new MTV or TikTok is the new MTV. Like you can have that credibility by having your own media channel and having your own media output that gains that same type of credibility as what it used to be being on the daily, you know, being on the morning talk show or showing up on MTV or showing up in an article in the New York Times or whatever, right? Like you, you can get to those levels with less friction. And therefore, if you're not doing it, you're going to lose out on this very valuable real estate that's out there right now. And it's a really, really good deal for everyone. And now COVID has made it obvious that if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? Yeah. This is something before we got in the show, I was, I always um, watch something motivation and, and YouTube and I found somebody, another media company. And the guy said this, when you're starting I want to see your opinion. When you start in your business, you know, starting into social media, there's so many platforms, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, your name is Snapchat. And we all want to get into every single one of them and try to do everything at once on all of them. And uh, at the end of the day, we don't do anything. So he was like, I get, he was saying, when you start, focus mostly on one. It's, it's okay if you're posting that stuff on YouTube and stuff. But the main one, if you focus on YouTube, it's 100% YouTube. Facebook, 100% Facebook. Connect, master that craft in, in Facebook. So no. later on, you can actually spread out more on YouTube, Snapchat, because now you got a bigger audience. Now you got people that are actually following you. And it's not sometimes about me having a million followers. You already know that half of those is a numbers game. Some of them are going to be your fans, super fans, and some of them are going to be like the top ones that are going to follow you, whatever you bring, hats or anything. So I was like, man, he's right. I mean, we try to, you know, oh, I got to go to YouTube. And then you're like, oh, man, because it happens to me. It's like, man, now I got to go to Facebook. Oh, what am I going to post here? Am I going to do this? Or, or like you kind of get confused. And it's a good thing that when you start, focus really on which platform you're really going to bring out everything. If, and, and still work on the other ones, but not as the one that you're actually running with it. Listen, I think this brings, again, we come back to the conversation of enjoying the process, right? Mm -hmm. I, I and, and come back to the conversation of you're not going to be really good when you first start at anything, right? So mm -hmm. you're going to have to iterate through. And and to me, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree on the idea that you're more likely going to enjoy the process if you make it small, right? Like if, if you're thinking, man, I got to be, and this happens to me too, right? Like I think, oh, I got to be Gary Vee, right? Like I got to, I got to be putting out 10 pieces of content across six different platforms every single day or else I'm not doing it right. Guess what? Gary Vee's been doing this for 15 years at a super high level and yeah. he's the man, right? So like you can't compare yourself to that. You have to just start where you start. And this happened to me in my podcast, right? Like I, when I was putting on my podcast, I wanted it to sound like the school of greatness, right? Like I wanted it to sound mm. like Lewis Howes, who's mm. one of the best podcasters in the world. And I was doing all this like custom stuff. And now I've, you know, re-engineered it to just be more like structured so that I can edit it together easier and, and put it out there. And now I'm like on a really, really good cadence of at least once a week. And I have all this stuff built up, but, but you're right, man. If you can just focus on it, the, the biz bros, right? Luis and Luis Camejo that I'm really good friends with. I work with together with they're, they're some of the guys that I really look to for content repurposing strategy and messaging strategy. They're brilliant about it. Right. So like, I, I highly suggest you hook up with those guys. Mm. They, they have a concept called minimum viable content, which I think is brilliant. All you gotta, all you gotta work on is what is the most frictionless way for you to be posting at least once a day somewhere. And, and for them and for me, which I've taken their, their lead is they have a, they have this like 45 live challenge, right? Like, and I've, and I've done this too, right? Like the, I just do challenge yourself to go live on Facebook for 30 days in a row and just turn on the camera and speak and, and mm. try to put some value out there for like somewhere between three to 10 minutes. Right. And, and you will notice that number one, it's very different than 
saying that I'm going to record myself and post every single day because there's a lot of friction between that recording being finished and you thinking to yourself, do I post this? Do I do another try? Do I edit this? No, no, no. What I want to do is this, blah, 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 right? But if as long as you're just going live on, you're, you're going live out there and whatever happens with that recording, it lives, right? So it is out there. And at the very least, you're going to get some feedback. And at the very least, you took a rep at how do I how do I communicate something? How do I sound? How do I how do I come up with ideas? How you know how am I interacting with an audience? How do I look on camera? You can go back and see it. You can go back and learn from it. And it's out there, just like these seeds that we were talking about, right? Like these like seeds that lead you to something else. And what's happened with them? They've done a 45 live twice in a row. I've done a 30 day challenge and I'm like now doing my like 200 days of content thing is somewhere around day 20 to day 25. By then something random will happen that will be beneficial to you, right? Like, like someone is within, within 30 days of you going live. If you are out there just kind of like talking about things that you thought, right. You're not pitching. You're not going out there like, Hey, I'm the best realtor in Houston and you should check out my house, right? Like you should be out there being like, Hey man, people are buying houses right now in coronavirus. And this is what they're doing. This is what I'm seeing. Or if you're ever thinking about buying a house, I've seen people make this mistake. Or if I were to buy a house, I would look at this neighborhood and this school district, right? Just like put, just put, put stuff out there that you think is valuable to people that isn't asking for a sale or whatever. And I guarantee you in under 30 days, one of these things will happen. Somebody that you haven't spoke to in a while is going to reach out to you and be like, oh man, I saw you online. Let's reconnect, which is all, which is always awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Someone's going to reach out to you just like, oh dude, I was thinking about that. And I think I can use your advice and boom, that could lead to a client or someone else is going to reach out to you and be like, hey man, I saw you say something really intelligent. I want you on my podcast. Kind of like, you know, you yeah. reached out to me, right? Like, like one of those things is going to happen. And at, and at the very least, in that time, you will be finding your voice. You will be getting those repetitions at understanding how to communicate the things. There's there's a big difference between the really intelligent things happening in your head and your ability to communicate that. So the more repetition you get at taking it from here to here, you're going to get better at it. You're going to learn. You're going to get those reps and you're going to get more confident, right? Like my, my perception of how much content I can create after having gone through a 30 day life thing is completely different than when it was before. Like I know for a fact, I can always turn on a camera and say something somewhat intelligent or somewhat useful to people in like two to five minutes. And, and just that mindset shift by itself has profoundly impacted my ability to communicate with people. <laughs> I like that. You know, I, I think there was a point when I was doing that, like not, I didn't see it as a challenge, but every day I wasn't talking about business. I wasn't talking about like, you know, getting a sale. It was, it was, uh, I created a topic, you know, like fear or create your own fear or stuff like that. So I would go and do sometimes it was like 15 minutes, 25 minutes. And, uh, they're in my page yep. and uh, I, I kind of did. And I, like you were saying, you got feedback. They were not live though. They were pre-recorded. But this is better because you're going live and you're just, like you said, three to 10 minutes. And then the next mm -hmm. day, the next day, the next day, even though they were pre-recorded, they actually helped a lot. It, it helps you a lot, too, because I was watching them. I was like, oh, OK, I missed. I should have said that different yep. or, or blah, 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 you know, or could have, yep. you know, whatever. But you you learn from yourself. That's how I did it when I start when I actually got into doing the this live. Not this live, but when I started doing lives, I remember the first time I was like, man, I, I want to have my own show, but I'm like, I'm afraid of being on camera. I'm afraid of this, you know, and I was already asking the questions. How can I help myself get out of that, you know, square and jump in and be not afraid? So I said, well, I have a phone. Let me, you know, do minute videos of myself. So I started pre-recording videos yep. and I was like, oh man, that sucks. That sucks. But he kept on, you know, doing it and doing it into one time facebook like wasn't even born yet i was actually doing stuff on youtube and then when facebook that's when facebook realized it popped out i was like you know what let me go into facebook live like it was like favorite the first week when they started going live for the public mm -hmm. and i just went in there dude like see, nobody was watching it was zero but i i was like okay it felt great about whatever topic i took and 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 now it's like we're telling the audience you know it don't matter if you're you know starting con uh, as a content creator or you're doing anything that you're starting right now. Either you're gonna sell, uh, sell anything, or whatever you get into, 
it's those baby steps. It's the stuff that you don't be afraid of it. Be like yeah. I said, you know, I was afraid of making the videos. Well, you have a phone. Well, create it. Well, you want to start selling. Well, I have a couple of things. Why don't you just start selling your shirts or whatever you have left? Because at home you have so many things that you don't use. Start selling some of the stuff and get kind of used to. Okay, it's not too hard. And then start jumping in it. It's like we were saying, slow, steady. And then you can create the minimalism of all of this, all, all of the other social media platforms. Yeah, man. And and listen, I, I a couple of things I want to hit on there is mm-hmm. I think it's I think there's a ton of value in doing it not live also, right? I'm just reducing reducing the friction of like, do I post this or do I not post this? You'd be surprised yeah. how big of a step that is. And two, when you go live, you know, Facebook's algorithm right now is incentivized to show lives, right? So like you're just gonna get more people are gonna see it. So mm-hmm. so it also helps because if you're putting it out there one of the big things is that you want to get feedback. So you want people to see it so that, you know, if people are reacting, another thing I would like to say is that way more people are going to see it than are going to comment or like, or react or reach out to you. And you just have to be aware that even if, even if you're hearing crickets still within 25 days, someone's going to hit you up guaranteed. And, and finally we talk about this a lot. We're talking about a lot from the standpoint of business and selling and whatnot. And it's fabulous for that. For me, I arrived to this because all all I want is relationships, right? Like all, all, I, I just wanted to get more, you know, reconnect with more people, connect with more people, have more great people around me, which I, at the end of the day, I think is very important to anybody as loneliness is becoming this epidemic and especially right now in COVID and, and you know, like your, how loneliness is equally tied to your health and your longevity of your life as is whether or not you have diabetes or whether or not you smoke cigarettes, right? So like it's real. Um, And all I want to say about it is that the more that you put yourself out there, the more that you are telling people, Hey, I'm here. I'm thinking about you. And if you're thinking about me, I'm open to connect. The more, the more people are going to come into your life. Right. Like, and if you, and if you really just approach this as the world is moving online irrevocably, it's, it's happening, right? Like COVID is happening. All these things are happening. If I, if, if I just want to continue to nurture positive relationships and attract people into my life that are the type of people I want to hang out with, the best thing you can do is to just be out there talking about the things you care about. Cause it's like a bad signal. Right. Like people that resonate with it are going to reach out to you. People that don't resonate with you are going to ignore it. Right. So yep. you have nothing to lose, man. All you all you're going to do by doing this stuff is bring people into your life that you want in your life. And there's really nothing more valuable than that. Very true. Whew. Man, I, before we even end this, I just want you to, you know, tell the audience like one one something that comes from your heart, like a powerful message to them right now. Uh, because I know a lot of us, a lot of people that are watching us are either entrepreneurs. Some of them want to be entrepreneurs or want to start a business. But right now, at this moment, like we were talking about COVID and everything, they think it's impossible. A lot of people think it's impossible to start something because our mentality is like, why can I go out no more too much to like a one-on-one or a group? You know, uh, I'm not really good at virtual. Oh, and there's so, too many excuses that you haven't even stepped up and tried. So it's yep. something that comes out from you. So them to hear that, hey man, we were there, and um, I'm here now, and let's make 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 something happen out of it. Yeah, man. I listen. I think we've been talking a lot about using social media and using digital means to create relationships, and I I, I really want to encourage people to lean into that. And and the reason why I'm encouraging you to lean into it is because the human being is the quintessential social animal. Right. We did not get to the top of the food chain because we are the fastest in the savannah or have the sharpest teeth in the jungle or are the biggest and strongest in any way. We got to the top of the food chain because at some point a caveman looked at three other cavemen and was like, hey, man, if we work together here, we can probably take down that woolly mammoth. And now we got food for days and clothes and, and we can come out of these caves. Right. And we didn't you know, we settled into cities when when the Romans figured out the the sanitation system and built an aqueduct, right? And nobody, nobody built an aqueduct by himself, right? Like a Roman looked at another Roman. They're like, man, if we put the structure together, then all of a sudden sanitation happens. We can be, we can be more together in these big places and we can achieve these amazing things. Like we got to the, we got to the moon 
because mm-hmm. at some point somebody decided that man if we put these engineers and these pilots and these you know politicians and and all these people together in a room in a, in, in a room for long enough we can get two dudes to walk on the moon and we can completely change the way that humanity sees itself and i bring it all to say that if you want to accomplish anything extraordinary, if you want to do something great, you're going to need other people. You're going to need to have people in your life. You're going to have to work on the skill set of communicating with them, of trying to figure out what their value is, how you can put that value on a pedestal to help the collective whole and accomplish something great together. You're not going to accomplish anything amazing by yourself. So Whatever it is, right? Whether it's leaning into going live on Facebook or leaning into networking and getting involved in nonprofits, the reason you're doing this is to bring people into your life so that you can do amazing things. So I really want to encourage everybody to to work on that skill set, the skill set of communication, the skill set of finding value in others, right? There's this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that is, in my walks, every man I meet is in some way my superior. Every single person that you ever meet has done something different, has thought about something different, has spent more time considering something than you have. And if you can get really good at figuring out what that is and then figuring out how you can help that person put that knowledge, put that skill set to work, then you're going to achieve amazing, amazing things. Very true, man. And I'm seeing it myself with other little things that are happening, you know. People coming to me because, like you said, the more you push yourself, you interview, put value, other people want to work with you. Yeah. Other people want to see how can we do this together and uh, create more of a promotion out there and help this company out, even though uh, not a lot of money is going to come out of there. But, hey, man, it's going to be the eyes, they listen, and the people that are listening, and the people that are watching you. And from there, it don't really matter if it's two months, five months, maybe five years, somebody's going to see you. And at that time, you're going to be like, Wow, I, I mean, they're watching you, and they're yeah. they're looking at you, and they're like, "Now nah, I want to work with you." You know what? I really want to invest in you. Yeah, that's and how it, it works, man. Yep, and that's how it works. You have to connect, build that relationship, and be you, man. Be you. Be your own character, and, and yeah. evolve your character. Hundred percent. Whoo! Thank you, thank you, man. And uh, uh, this is amazing. It's not gonna be the first time having you here. I know we'll work on it, and as soon as uh, everything goes back to kind of, I don't want to say normal, but kind of like go out there i want to go to florida again and yeah, yeah. we'll get together soon buddy yeah, we'll, we'll get, get together, together soon for sure oh, yeah, yeah man. And, and listen i thank you thank you for having me on the show right like like i said i appreciate a stage right so i hope that whatever i said here helps somebody you know helps one person that's watching this right now connect some dots achieve another level unlock something make a new relationship learn something new whatever that is man and and for you jesus Count me as an ally, man. Anything anything that you're working on, man, I want to add value to it in any way I can. Thank you. The same with me, man. The same with me. Um, I'm very thankful for everything that you were here. And um, I hope that, like you said, anything that you got from this interview today, guys, no matter what it is, at one point that we were talking about, uh, take it and apply it. And if it's not for you, share it and apply it to somebody else. Connect it with somebody else because you never know that person can be a connector to others and help you and it will come back around to you no no don't don't think about this as tomorrow or the next day just think about it you just did it and you accomplished something in that day it's like i said today thursday we're creating a new story today so whatever you're doing today create your story yesterday's story is gone you did what you did today thursday august the 6th you create your own story today and do not beat yourself up for it just go ahead, jump on it, do it. It don't matter. You're going to bleed out or it's not going to be good. Jump on it. Do it. Create it. We'll finish that hard. Love you. it, man. Thank you. And, uh, definitely, man. Like I said, anytime we already got each other information, you know, head text me and everything, and we're good to go, man. Man, bro, I can't wait. I can't wait till next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Ah, I hope that you got some out of this interview and not only this interview, but everybody's interview that I have here because I always share it and I always replay it again. I will put it as a watch party, whatever it is on Facebook that is called the watch party. And that you sit down and realize that 
we're bringing in a lot of value here. We're bringing in a lot of stuff here to you guys. And not only to you guys, to myself and Pablo or Steve or whoever I'm bringing because we're learning and cross-crossing each other's information and learning and help somebody out there and ourselves too and apply it and apply what you got there. Because if you don't do that, it's just like me watching this whole hour again and just like I'm watching Netflix and I don't took it. And oh, just like right there, I said Netflix. When I watch Netflix, guys, everything that I watch, no matter what the, the program is, I grasp some of the stuff that it might be bad or good or whatever is the drug cartels or whatever we're watching. But I turn it around and I see it and I apply it to me and apply it to what I'm doing. I learn something from I don't know if y'all do this, but I just recently, just a few days, I learned that I was sitting down at the sofa over there and I was like, damn, I'm being watching these shows, but just because I'm watching TV, I'm not wasting time because I got it to be a productive. I got it to get something out of it and apply it to me, write it down in my notebook. And I'm like, all right, this stuff is going to help me. Maybe not right now, but in a few days, in a few weeks. Oh, well, this one is going to help me today. Somehow I love it. Now I got into more watching more programs on Netflix because now I changed my mentality of watching that, but I'm applying stuff that works for me from those programs so if you do that if, if, if you have that connection with that man try it try it and i'm telling you it, it's it's gonna work but that's just me i just recently figured that out and i love it it's something that i still don't believe that is happening but my, my my mentality my mind is evolving every day so i thank thank god that i'm actually using it not like other people said oh we watch too much netflix and this well i'm watching netflix not too much but i get it for uh to learn something new <laughs> but hey guys thank you very much for for being here and if anything that you got here god bless you and hit the comments any comments you got put them hashtag replay when you watch the replay ask any comments me or pablo are gonna see that and watch and 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 we're gonna go and interact with you guys or any questions that you got but uh, like i said man be ready to be ready because i'm gonna be bringing more Yes, that I will be interviewing, and it's just going to be a blessing. And we're going to learn something new, not only you guys, but myself. And uh, it's just, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I don't know what to say because I learned a lot of things today, and I'm happy, and I'm creating my own story today. So you right there, create your story today. And you right there, please do not give up. Do whatever you got to do to make your day count, happy, positive. Make your own decision. Make your own. You decide what to do, all right, and be you and evolve your character every day. Same character, but you're evolving every day. Just like a snake. Skins out, skins out, skins out. Do the same. And be blessed. Oh, and I'll see you next time. So proud to be here. Your host, Jesus Ortiz from the Push Power to Power Show. I'm out. Peace.